Yes, I am. Yeah, don't laugh at him. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, um, I'm just sharing my testimony. Nah. Um, I'm just sharing my testimony. Uh, it's been a year since I shared it last time. And it was kind of a interesting time in my life, I guess. That's when I had just got saved. Um, I, was staying, I was living with Howard. So I was like, you know, working through a lot of things in my life, you know, figuring stuff out, you know, um, kind of just getting rid of a lot of bad habits that I had. So it's kind of like, this is like a year later, you kind of see like, I mean, I, I'm still really messed up. Like, I, I haven't, I mean, <laughs> thanks, Heckler. Um, so, you know, what I share, like, I don't talk about this kind of stuff a lot. And I kind of try to want, I kind of wanted to, like, share some new stuff that I never talked about, like, more of my childhood and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I don't have a PowerPoint, so. Um, I was born in Panama City, Panama. My dad was in the Navy. Um, I have two brothers and one sister, Alex and Chris, and my older sister is Mariah. Uh, my brothers are joining the military, which is pretty cool. And my sister lives in uh, Seattle, and she has a daughter. So she's doing fine. Um, I'm not so sure if they're Christians. My sister definitely isn't. Uh, but my brothers, they're like, they, they say they believe in Jesus, but they don't really you know, live it out. Or like they don't have a relationship. You know? I don't think they do. They say they do. And I, I mean, I hope they do, but um, I'm just, I just pray for them and hope and try to give them advice and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I have three siblings. Um, I was, yeah, born in Panama. And uh, when I was a kid, I used to travel a lot since my dad was in the Navy. Um, I lived in Panama. I lived in Korea, Japan. Um, I lived in a bunch of states. Um, so, like, every year I think I moved around, except for there were a couple of years I lived in Japan for, like, three years, from first grade to third grade. But other than that, I was just moving around a lot. Um, when I was eight years old, my mom, my parents divorced. Um, they were getting a divorce. They didn't finalize it until, like, I was 12. But, um, so they separated when I was eight. We were living in Japan. Um, my mom, so I remember, like, my dad sitting, like, giving us the talk, like, the divorce talk. So he was, like, on the computer playing Diablo or something. He was a nerd. He's white, but he's, like, a nerd. Um, he, uh, so he was, like, sitting at the computer, and he's, like, told me to come over on his lab. And he's, I don't really remember exactly what he said, but he was just, like, you know, we're getting a divorce or whatever. Um, and, I mean, I didn't really know what that meant. Like, I didn't know if that meant, like, okay, so you guys are getting divorced. Um, my dad had, my dad was cheating on my mom um, with, you know, another woman, and they had, she had kids, so she was cheating on her husband with my dad, and my dad was cheating on my mom with her, um, so I just, it wasn't a very, it was a really, like, short span of time, like, when that happened, or when I noticed that, and then when we, like, left, so it wasn't like, I knew they were getting a divorce, and then, like, six months went by, it was just like, they were getting divorced, and like we left in like a month, you know. Um, so I, I have like really like like short memory of them as a family, like him and that other woman or whatever. His wife, they're married now, so I guess it worked out for him. But um, 
I just remember a story where I was at his house. So he lived. He ended up because we were living on base. So he went. He was living off base with this other, you know, woman, and um, we were eating dinner. And I don't know. I was young. I was eight, so I didn't really understand what was going on. I was just like, "Who is this lady?" You know. You know. I I was just kind of like angry, but not really like a well thought out anger, I guess. Or I didn't understand. So I just remember like I was walking behind her chair one day. Like we were eating dinner, and I was walking behind her chair. <laughs> And um, she was sitting there, and I just like, I don't know why I did it, but I just like mushed her chair. <laughs> and she just like, like you know, like the back of her chair, she just kind of like went flying on the table. And I, <laughs> I don't know, and I just kept walking. And my dad, <laughs> and then my dad, um, my dad just like snapped on me. Um, and you know, I probably deserved to get snapped on for doing that, but it was just really hard time. Like, like they had a son, and like we had to sleep in the same bed. And then he like peed the bed, and I was so mad, you know. And I was, and then, and then he's like telling me to be nice to him, nice to him. And so I'm like, man, I don't be nice to this kid. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't have any feelings. I didn't like him. Like I was like the antagonist towards my dad about it, cause I was just, I just knew it was wrong. My like my other like my I think my sister was kind of more passive about it, um, and just there was this, uh, it just this comes up. I didn't even plan to talk about this, but. Um, I remember I had a conversation with my dad before we left, and I just asked him. I was like, "Do you love?" I was like, "You love us more than the other kids, right?" It's like, "You love, you love us more." And he was like, "I love you guys the same." And I, that just hurt. That just killed me. I'm like, "These aren't even your kids. You've known them for like a couple months, and you love them just as much as you love me." So that's just something that kind of resonated with me, like growing up, and just you know. It was just really hard, you know, especially for an eight-year-old, eight-year-old kid. And I was a daddy boy and did sports and all that stuff. And like he was my coach, and you know, life was just completely like flipped upside down. Um, <clears throat> so we we left. We left. Um, we moved to Georgia. We moved in with my mom's friends. So it was me. It was us five moving into a family of uh, three. Uh, seven, so it was thirteen people, uh, twelve people in a house, and it wasn't a big house. It was a small. It wasn't a small house. It was a regular, you know, suburban house. Um, that lasted for a little while. My, while my mom like found a job and stuff, and my dad wasn't sending her child support. So like, you know, it was because they were still technically married. And my mom, you know, she's Korean. She didn't really know like the legal system. She didn't really know exactly what to do. Well, it's complicated because my dad. Um, because my mom, you know, the military is really strict about, like, cheating, cheating, like, if, like, spouse cheat on each other and, um, like, you know, stuff like that. So, like, my mom could went to, like, the, the head of, like, his boss. So she was supposed to go to his boss and tell him, like, this is happening. And then he would get, like, reprimanded, have to pay her money. But his boss was the one that introduced him to the, the woman that he was cheating on. So they were in on it together. So it was just really messed up. My mom, I mean, I really feel bad for my mom um, when I think about it because... I mean, she didn't deserve that. I mean, I don't think anyone deserves that. It's just really, 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 you know, bad situation uh, all the way around. Um, so, moved to Georgia. Um, we eventually, my mom found a job, you know, at a gas station or whatever. Um, eventually moved out, and we were just really, really poor. Um, like, my mom, you know, working, working in two jobs and supporting four kids with no help elsewhere. And um, I just, like... Just thinking about those days, like I just remember how poor we were. We didn't even have like washing machine, dryer, like 
we used to wash our clothes in the bathtub. I remember like putting clothes in the bathtub and like putting soap on it and like stomping around in the bathtub, you know? Like we were poor. And then like my mom's working all day, so then my sister was like, she's not even, she wasn't even, she's not even two years older than me. And she's watching three guys, three boys. Um, but I mean like, it's hard to just think about, oh, this is so bleak, you know? Because like when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you still do whatever you gotta do to have fun, you know? And like, we had fun, like, I remember, um, we used to have the whole house to ourselves because my mom's gone all day. So we would like let our dog inside and we would, the dog would chase us around the entire house. Like we had this old like raggedy couch and like we would like get the dog all riled up and like run around the house and like build little obstacles for the dog to like get through. <laughs> so it was like we had fun but like we didn't understand like all this other stuff going on. Like my mom's hurt and like you know it's just, you just kind of like don't pay attention to that stuff when you're a kid. Um, but I mean, I can definitely see how that stuff like it affected me like while I, when I got older. You know, it it didn't seem at the time because like you're going through stuff and like and it hurts, but it hasn't like it hasn't like affected you as a person yet. You know what I'm saying? Like like you're still focused on like being a kid and having fun and like following rules, like doing what your parents say. It's it's not really like it doesn't affect your character yet. You know, so it was just like. Smooth, but not smooth. It, it felt smooth as a kid, but you know, when I got older, I realized you know, how damaging it was. Um, so yeah, my parents divorced. I haven't seen my dad in 14 years. Um, he lives in Georgia. He just moved to Georgia last year, and I still haven't seen him. Um, it's kind of an ongoing thing. I don't know if I want to, and I don't want to be disappointed. And so that's still going on. I, I feel like I forgave him in my heart, you know, like, I I don't I don't want to need anything from him like emotionally um, like obviously he wasn't there financially or anything like that but I mean I don't know that's still going on so I'll let you guys know later whatever happens um, so yeah um, growing up like I went to a predominantly black school like all throughout high school also um, so like school wasn't super hard I guess I just I made friends because they all cheated off my tests. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just true. Like, I, everyone just cheated on me. Like, it was just a thing. And, I mean, I never really, like, got into fights and stuff like that. I was just kind of, like, in the background. You know, I thought they were my friends, but they just wanted my answers. Like, we had codes, I remember. A, B, C. <laughs> For real, we would take tests, and, like, they're like, okay, A, B, you know? And it, oh, and it worked, I guess. Um, so yeah, we did some, I did some crazy stuff as a kid. Like my mom was strict but not strict. Like she was strict when she was there, but when she's not there, she can't do anything about it. So I mean I remember like when I was like in the fourth grade, I went to we like me and my friends were like in the woods and we started this big forest fire. And like we just I mean, oh man, we did some crazy like we did some stupid stuff. We we tried to smoke like paper, <laughs> like loose leaf paper. <laughs> and we're like <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah, we did some dumb stuff. Um, yeah, forest fire. Um, my mom, uh, when I was, I think I was in fourth grade also, my mom started dating this, dating him, she started dating, um, and she wasn't around. I'm only mentioning this because it really affected my sister, um, because like my mom would work all day, but then she'd go out with, you know, this guy that she's dating, um, and my sister was just like, I didn't know it, it was such a big deal, but later on, like I found out my sister was like really like felt abandoned. Um, 
I mean, it didn't last super long, but, you know, that was something that we had to work out as a family. Like, my mom and my sister had to work out. Um, but then uh, my mom, she got, she got married to my stepdad. Um, so they got married, and then my dad, my stepdad then uh, adopted my, um, like, us four, my, myself, my sister, and my brothers. Um, and that was like kind of like a it was it was cool at the time like when it first happened because I was like dang yeah I get a dad now like I haven't had a dad like, I haven't talked to my real I hadn't talked to my dad since like when we first came to Georgia I talked to him like a month like one month in I had one call like one conversation but then after that like I just never heard heard from him so then they got married he adopted us so I had a dad and I thought everything was gonna be great but um like. There was a lot of, I don't, I don't really know the whole story about why, like, he was, he was just, like, really, like, strict, like, super strict and, like, really, like, not aggressive, but there was just no relationship, like, there was no relationship at all. Like, he treated me like I was, like, almost like an enemy in the house, you know? Like, I don't, and it's like, I don't, it's different now, like, me and my dad, we've worked it out, like, we're on, like, great terms now, like, we're, we're not really... Oh, put it right here. I wasn't. Oh, was I touching it? Is that all you're worried about right now? Okay. Um. So, see, you messed me up. Thanks. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, we were. Like we're really we're good now. We're like really formal and stuff. And it's not like, like it's funny. Like when I see like Howard with his kids and like, um, I'm staying with like a family right now and like how how they act, like, their son, because they have, like, a sixth grade and eighth grade son, and, like, it's, like, interesting seeing how they act, because, like, when I talked to my dad, like, when my dad told me to do something, like, I did it, like, immediately, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think I ever talked, until I got into high school and stuff, I never, like, ever talked back to him, like, I never, like, groaned, like, he's, like, put your plate in the dish, I never, like, groaned, or, like, uh, I'll do it later. I never did that because I was, like, scared of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he never, like, abused me physically. Like, I never got beat, like, whoop or whatever. But, I mean, it was just this thing where, like, I was just really scared of him. And I just wanted to do anything that I could to please him. You know, just because, like, I didn't want him to, like, leave or I didn't want him to, like, not like me. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I felt like I had this thing from my other dad who left me. I was like, you know... I mean, and it, it, it sounds stupid now, and, like, I know that it's not true that I wasn't, like, good enough or whatever, but it was, like, in my head, you know. And, like, I, I didn't know at the time, but, you know, subconsciously, I, like, it was there. Um, so that was pretty bad after a while. Like, even though, like, I don't blame my sister, but my sister and my dad, they had a really, they, they, they had a really good relationship. Um, like, they would always, like, hang out, and, like, he would always, like, spend time with her and I remember like he'd be in his room and like my sister would be in there and like my dad's super straight we didn't have high-speed internet we had like dial-up we had you know he would only have high-speed in his room we were like we had freaking dial-up outside and I'm like dang I want to I need to do something or like you know whatever and like we couldn't have Facebook like I didn't get a cell phone until I was 17 like my dad was super strict and like he they'd be in the room and like I'll knock on the door just because I want to like you know come and talk, you know, like, I was, you know, I wanted to spend time with my dad, too, and, like, I know they'd be, they would be in there talking, and, like, I'll knock on the door, and then, um, I'll be, and then he'd be like, what, and I'm like, can I come in, and he's like, no, <laughs> but you're in there, my, like, she's in there talking to you, like, why can I come in, but whatever, so that was, like, in the mix, like, and my sister would, 
I mean, I know she had a lot of issues too. So like, this is me speaking like that. She's not. She's grown a lot, you know, matured. But I mean, like, I can honest. I can definitely like honestly say that she she like lied about me a lot. Like she put me out to be, and I wasn't perfect, but she put me out to be like this super manipulative. Like just did whatever I can to get my way, and like I would like like torture my brothers and like manipulate her and like just I was just like this conniving you know little sixth grader or something right so he had this like all this like like um hidden tension or like hidden uh he did he didn't he didn't trust me like or he thought all of my um my motives were like you know I had ulterior motives for everything and I was just you know trying to be sneaky and stuff so and and it and I I can say that because he's admitted it to me like Later on when we grew up, like, he told me, like, yeah, my sister told me, like, told him, like, I used to be, like, you know, I, I was, like, manipulative and, like, I just was this really bad kid and, like, like he, like, found out, like, after, like, a lot of stuff, like, that I wasn't like that, that it was, not, it was never like that for me, you know. Um, so it was really hard in middle school, like, in high school, really, because of he just really restricted me from doing a lot of stuff and like I couldn't leave my front yard like I was just really sheltered and it was like I was sheltered but it, I didn't it wasn't like he because he cared about me you know it was he did it because like he was trying to like make me hurt you know or like trying to make me put me down you know and like yeah I mean and it was also interesting because my mom was in the middle of it. Cause like my mom was like, I was like the straight A student. Like my sisters and my brothers, they all did, they sucked at school. And I was like the only one that did good. So like, I was like, you know, and I'm the oldest son. So I'm, I was like, you know, the glory boy. So <laughs> I was like our way out. Like I was my mom's way out, you know, and not anymore. But back in the day, I was my mom's way out. So she would like stick up for me because she didn't think about me the way that my dad did, you know, cause she knew me, you know. So like they would always fight and then that built tension between my mom and my dad. So then he would like take his anger out on me because my mom is sticking up for me to my dad. So it was just really, really bad. You know, it was just like home was horrible. Um, I didn't really get a chance to get out of the house and like away from that stuff until high school when I started like playing soccer and, you know, being able to like, you know, leave my front yard. So, um, yeah, mom, dad, oh. Um, so there was this incident where I, I think I was in like the 11th grade and we were, my, my mom and I, she had just picked me up from soccer practice and we were at Little Caesars um, picking up some pizza for dinner or whatever. So we were, and I was talking to my mom about like wanting to find my real dad and talk to him. Because, like, at this point, it had been, what, like, seven years, eight years, something. And I wanted to talk to him, at least, like, you know, whatever. And then my mom just really, like, she just blew up on me. She just blew up. She's like, how could you want to, like, why would you want to talk to him, like, after he, like, abandoned us? And, you know, um, she's, she, I mean, like, obviously she's really, she was really hurt. But at the time, I thought she was just being really selfish and just being, like, really bitter, like, holding this grudge. And I was just like, I mean, I let it go. So, I mean, I, I I thought I had let it go, and I kind of had. I had. I had. I wasn't angry anymore. Um, like I wasn't dwelling on like what he did. I just wanted to see him. You know, I wanted to meet him again. So 
I, just, I brought it up to my mom and like we pulled into the parking lot and like I was still kind of talking about it and like why are you being like this and like my mom was like like she was screaming I like she was screaming at the top of her lungs at me you know because like that's how that's how you know much hurt she had about it and she's still not completely I mean she I mean she anyways so she like blew up on me and I was like upset and I was like crying and I was just like you know whatever so I she went inside to get the food so I like got out the car and I just started walking down the street um and, like I was just crying and like upset and like pissed off and like mad at my mom and like you know I it was just really like I was just really upset so I'm walking down the street and I see my mom drive by and she's like yelling out the window she's like she, she's yelling at the window. She says, Johnny, get in the car. I'm like, like no. Because like, like, we I was probably like a 40-minute walk from home. So it's like a five-minute drive, like, you know, pretty long walk. And I was like, whatever. I had already made it up in my mind. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that walk. So I was like, all right, I'm walking. And she drives by. And then I said, no. And then she's like, fine. <laughs> so she keeps driving down the street. Don't worry. It's about to get real sad. Um, um, and then, like, I keep walking. And, like, she, I can't see her. She's gone. So I keep walking, and then, like, I see, like, as I'm walking, like, maybe five minutes, I see, like, there's a car accident up down the street. And, like, I'm just like, dang, there's a car accident. So I'm walking, keep walking, and, like, I, had, I could see that it just happened because there was, like, no police or anything, no ambulances. Um, oh, actually, there was an ambulance. There was no, yeah, so there was no police, but there was an ambulance. Um, I'm walking closer, and, like, as I get closer, like, I... I noticed, like, it looks like my mom's car. I'm just like, dang, like, that's my, that looks like my mom's car. And then, like, I get closer and closer, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, that's my mom, you know? And they, so basically what she was doing is she was driving, and she tried to, like, go into this bank and, like, turn around and come back and get me because I was on this side of the road, so she had to make a U-turn. And then um, she was, like, angry and, like, just, like, you know, she was just angry and, like, in her emotions, so, like, she wasn't, like, thinking, like, she wasn't driving carefully, you know, so she just, like, turned, and, like, when she turned, like, like, they were, a car was, like, going, like, 45 miles per hour, and they, like, wrecked, and then, like, my mom was just, like, sitting on the curb, like, she was just sitting on the curb crying, and I remember, like, walking up, and I was, like, seeing her, and I was just, like, crying, and I was just, I just, like, started yelling, like, like, what are you doing, like, what are you doing, like, what did you do, and then, like, I get closer and closer, and, like, like the pizzas flying, flown everywhere. Like, like, dang, I wanted pizza, but I mean, I didn't think that. I didn't think that. I was worried about my mom. I was worried about my mom. But there was like a bunch of ants on the pizza. It was done. But um, so then like I go up to my mom and like it was just like the saddest day of my life. Um, and I just like sat down next to her and like hugged her and like. I just did I just like, you know, let all that stuff go because I was just like sad. I was just happy that my mom was alive, you know, because I was just, you know, it was just really bad. So like that kind of lets you know like how bad it was. Like just as far as like us dealing with stuff. Like day to day we can get through our day and like not talk about stuff and it was fine, but like whenever we had to deal with issues and stuff, it was just unhealthy, you know, like there was just so much hurt everywhere, you know. Um how much time do I have? Five minutes. Oh, really? Oh, dang. Okay. All right, senior year. Uh, I was still a pretty good kid. I never really did stuff like drinking, partying, and stuff. I I wasn't 
you know, I was still pretty sheltered from my dad. I just played soccer. Um, I did come to church sometimes. Um, well, my dad, whenever my parents would bring us in, like, I got to know, like, Howard a little bit. No, definitely. Like, 11th and 12th grade year, um, I got closer to Howard. Um, I didn't know I was messed up yet, but um, I don't know. I don't know if he knew I was messed up. Probably did. You suck. You suck. Um, so, high school was kind of a breeze in a way where, like, I didn't, I kind of was able to get out the house. And I didn't have to worry about my parents so much and my dad. Um, I found my dad on Facebook in my senior year, um, and we messaged a good bit, but it was, it was kind of like never about anything, you know. It, he always just asked me about, like, what I'm going to do after school. Like, it was never, it was, he, he felt like more like a, like a job counselor, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all he cared about was, like, what I'm doing, like, as far as profession and, you know. And I wanted to tell him that. I, I wanted to, like, make him, oh, like, yeah, this, I mean, like, he's doing something with his life, you know. Like, so I would, like, I wouldn't, like, sugarcoat and, like, make things sound better than they were. I mean, I kind of did. But they were going well at the time. So I thought I was, like, on the right track, you know, and I thought things were going well for me. Um, so... I talked to him on the phone one time, which was like over there. Like I talked to him for like three minutes, and it was really like weird, and we didn't even talk about anything, and it was, you know, I don't know. I didn't know what I expected out of him, and I, I actually I did. I expected him to like welcome me with open arms and like just like completely like, oh, I'm gonna fly out there and like come see you and like all this other stuff, and like he's gonna just like go out of his way to like, you know, be there for me. But I mean, he just didn't. So that was a pretty, you know, hard thing for me to, um, like, take, take in. Um, so after high school, I joined the Army Reserves. So I went to, like, basic training and all that stuff. Um, after that, I got an apartment with um, two of my friends. And that's when I had my freedom for the first time. I had, my, I had a job. I was in school. And I had freedom. And I went crazy. Like, I went crazy. Um, like, I was, I dropped out of college after one month, three weeks. Um, and, like, even when I was there, like, Eshine, like, she has pictures. <laughs> like, I would just sleep every, like, every class, you know. I just didn't, I think I took, I wrote one essay in my, like, lit class. And I got a pretty decent score, even though I wrote it the night before. But anyways, um, so I dropped out. I dropped out, and I didn't even, like, like, I, I did it in the worst way. I didn't even, like, I had time. I could have, like, canceled the classes or whatever, like, dropped out, like, officially. But I didn't. I just stopped going. I just stopped showing up. So, like, my GPA is probably, like, 0.2 or something, but better than Howard's. But, um, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, we were, we were crazy. We were crazy. Um, we had drug dealers right next door. So we just, like, started dealing drugs, too. <laughs> and we were just, like, not, like, hard drugs, but, like, weed. And, like, we were drinking every night. Um, I'd go to work. And I was making good money because I was, like, working under the table at, a, like, a, a gas station. And I worked, like, 70 hours, 60, 70 hours a week. So I was, like, I made, I made good money for who I was or what I was doing. So I had plenty of money to blow. Um, just you know, partying every night, and I don't know, it was like, it was, I mean, it was definitely bad, but like, I hadn't realized, like, how, how messed up I was doing, I just thought I was having fun, like, I was young, I was having fun, um, and then uh, a lot of bad stuff started happening, um, we got robbed, our apartment got robbed, um, 
like someone snuck in and robbed. Like we didn't get like nobody like busted our door down. But um, like I, I mean I don't have much time, but like I had like a gun pointed at me like right here. You know what I'm saying? I I had you know like got into fights. Like people used to fight in my apartment. Stuff always got broken. Like just it was crazy. It was just craziness. Um, like. After that, that's those are the times when I kind of like a lot of the stuff that I went through as a kid just started coming out. Um, like I was really insecure, you know, like just not secure with like my friends. Like I felt like I was always getting betrayed. Um, like people were just like you know, just doing me wrong, you know. And like that just kind of added on to like this feeling of like insecurity I had because of my parents, you know, like being left and not wanting to be alone. And I was looking for all these ways to like feel like this void that I had, like friends and, you know, um, like partying and like, I just wanted to be somebody, you know, and I wanted to prove myself, like it's all I was about, just proving myself. Um, and like I had no security in myself, you know, I was just, um, I don't know, I was like the nicest guy because I like, I spent all my money on people, but then like, like I don't know, like and then I'd be, I felt like I was really needy. I felt like I was really needy for people, and I was. I was always wanted like approval and like people to like look at me and like think I was great, you know. Um, after um, after the apartment, we got evicted, which sounds about right. Uh, we got evicted. I got my own apartment, and I quit my job. I quit my job because I felt like my boss disrespected me, so I just quit my job. And I was like, I don't need you. I'm gonna find another job. But I needed my job. So, like, after, like, I had, like, some money saved up. My mom was helping me out a little bit. But I eventually, like, couldn't afford my apartment. I had to, like, move out. I moved in. Oh, so before um, I moved in, because I moved in with Tay in Macon, before that, um, like, I wrecked my car. Oh, my friend wrecked my car um, because we were, you know, drunk or whatever. And, like, everything was just going downhill, like, um, like, all my friends weren't like hanging out with me like they used to because like I didn't have money like that. Um, I was just still like doing whatever I can to get messed up at night because I just wanted to like numb the pain, you know. Didn't have a job. Like my mom was finally seeing me for who I was. Like because I I'm like I lie. Like she she was far away. Like she was in North Carolina, so like it was easy for me to lie and just like act like everything's okay or like I'm working on it. Like I'm dealing with it. You know it's okay. I'm gonna be all right. But I wasn't. You know. She finally started realizing that. Um, so I just really, like, um, I don't want to tell the story, but, like, there was one night that I just hit rock bottom. Like, I was drunk walking down the street in the rain, and I was just really unsatisfied with my life. Um, and then it was, uh, all right, I'm wrapping it up. Uh, it was New Year's, um, and I went to Atlanta for New Year's, and I, you know, partied or whatever. And I was thinking about going to the winter retreat. I wasn't sure if I was going to go. But um, a friend of mine who normally doesn't care about that kind of stuff, for some reason, he wanted me to go really bad. Um, and I didn't understand why. I was like, all right, well, I mean, I don't know why you want me to go so bad. But he was like, like he woke up early, woke me up, you know, and drove like two hours back to Augusta just for me to go. And then I realized the retreat was in Atlanta. <laughs> so I was like, dang, I could have just stayed in Atlanta. But I mean, yeah, so that happened. So, I don't know. I guess either way I would have went, but it just kind of like, I felt like it was just like this weird thing where like, why does this guy want me to go so bad? So I was just like, all right, well, I'll go, you know? So I went and like, talking to Howard and Chicken, 
um, like I just started telling them everything because I was already always kind of close with Howard, um, just like telling him problems because he knew about like my my dad issues and when all that stuff was going on, he was there. But I like this was like I really like let him know like you know like what was going on like all the stuff I was going through and I mean um, he just kind of like helped me like put the pieces together just kind of like um, helped me realize like you know that this like might have been all a, like part of God's plan because like the biggest problem I had was like I was just like I'm a failure you know like I had all these great opportunities you know RME and school and like I just ruined everything like everything I did was just like unsuccessful or I, I, I messed it up because I just couldn't control I couldn't control my habits um, so winter retreat um, I, I got I got saved which was amazing um, I remember you know, I was outside, like, it was, like, the first night, and everyone was singing, like, everyone was already crying, <laughs> and everyone was crying and singing, and I was just, like, not, I didn't feel anything, I felt no emotions, so I just, like, went outside, well, I, I, I think I was emotional because I wasn't emotional, like, I was, like, why can't I, you know, like, why don't I feel anything, and I, like, walked outside, and Howard, like, tried to stop me, I was, like, no, get off me, <laughs> went outside, and then um, I just, like, like, kind of, like, had this conversation with God, like, you know, like, if you're real, like, let me know, like, you know, like, talk to me. And, like, he just kind of, like, I don't know. I, I can't say, like, he, like, verbally talked to me. But he, I just felt this peace, you know, like, and I just wanted to go and, like, worship God. So I just went back in the um, chapel and, like, I was just, it was just, I mean, I got saved. You know, I felt, you know, God's, like, presence. And, like, I just kind of, like, understood, like, all the things that I went through. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't, like, trump what God has to offer. Like, it doesn't mean that my life is, you know, done. Like, that's just who I am, like, just a failure. Um, so that was that was definitely, you know, awesome. Um, after that, I moved in with Tay. I went to Passion, and that kind of, like, pieced together. Like, I had the emotional, you know, side of, you know, my relationship with God. But, like, I really didn't have any, like, good understanding. Um, and then, like... It was funny because everyone was sleeping during John Piper's sermon, but yeah, Joey, you were sleeping. Um, and I, uh, I don't know. I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. And like, I feel like he kind of spoke in a way where like I, it made me realize how complex God is, but like how all of his um, attributes and all of his, you know, you know how his character just like fits together so well, um, and that just like kind of like solidified my faith a little bit and I working with like talking to Howard he just kind of like because I had all I still had all these bad habits you know I still wanted like you know smoke and you know like unwind and like you know had, I had all my old friends still and like I had to cut them off and like I remember Ch Howard was challenging me he, we were sitting in, in passion like waiting for it to start because there's like hours in between and he was like dude call call him right now he was like call go outside and call him and tell them that you can't do that stuff anymore and I was like, and I was just in this mode where I was just like, whatever Howard says to do, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I just like said, all right. No, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't that easy for me to just do, but I did it. And I was, I mean, it was definitely something that like my friend respected and my friends respected. And it was this step that I took to like separate myself because I couldn't do it on my own. Like I couldn't be in this environment, but still like be the one that's like not doing it or like you know I wasn't strong enough you know um, so that was another step I moved to Columbia I moved in with Howard alright I'm almost done moved in with Howard 
Um, and that was where I like really like kind of like had like a cleanse, you know. I kind of cleansed all my my habits and stuff. And like I like I said, like when I started, I'm still like super messed up. I'm, I have a lot of problems still, and like I still deal with a lot of issues. And I still mess up, you know. But I feel like now I just have this foundation of God where I can fall back on, or like you know, like like I feel convicted all the time, you know. When before I just didn't, it wasn't even an issue. I never. You know, I didn't feel anything when I did stuff. It was all about me, you know. It was all about me wanting to, like, numb my my emotions and, you know, have fun. That's all life was about. But, I mean, just through all these experiences, I feel like God just, like, opened up his plan and let me know that I have security in him, you know. Um, and, and just kind of, like, <clears throat> I don't know, just kind of, like, was that foundation for me, but also <laughs> with me every day, you know. And um, I guess my one thing that I want to say to you guys um, is, like, it's easy to, like, go through life and, like, when you're young especially to just kind of um, be, like, unaware of all these things going on and just, like, think that what you're doing is not affecting the future or, like, not affecting who you are as a person, you know, like, that you can go through, like, and have these fun experiences and, like, go out and, like, have a, you know, a night, a crazy night or whatever, you know. It, it doesn't even have to be crazy. It could just be, like, little little things that you just do that just take up your time all day and you don't apply yourself. It's easy, like, to think that it's it's not a big deal. Um, but I just think that, um, like, all because, like, I don't know if it does to you guys or not, but, like, I feel like when I talk, like, my problems and my issues and what I went through and, like, what I did is extreme. Um, to some people, it's definitely not extreme, but I feel like sometimes when I talk, it's, it sounds extreme. But like, that doesn't mean that you know, like that God can't work in you, get, and that you don't have stuff that you need to work on, and that um, there isn't a place for God in your life. You know that there isn't that you're not hurt, like that you're good, because it's easy to feel like you're good. Like I'm, like I'm in high school, I make A's and B's, I have, I'm gonna get Hope scholarship, I'm gonna go to UG, I'm gonna go to Tech, I'm gonna be fine. But it's life is not that you know it's not that simple you know, and I just want you guys to know like, um, not that you're messed up but yeah you're messed up, and like you need God like it's not just people like me that need God you know, and like I just there's this thing that you get like there's a satisfaction that you get from following God that you can't you know, there's no drug or no boy or girl that can you know give you that kind of satisfaction in life and content. Bien.